Mask. I adjust my mask and walk into the building. As I enter, I fire a shot into the air and yell, Everybody down! Hands and phones where I can see them. The one in the raven mask sprints over to the clerk's desk and grabs him by the collar of the shirt. In one fluid motion, he pulls them over the counter and slams them onto the ground. Then, vaulting over the counter, he begins emptying out the till. The one in the wolf mask dashes past the desk and deeper into the bank. The fox and the rat begin to round up the phones and keep everyone down. Meanwhile, the monkey mask and I begin to make our way back to where the safe is. The monkey kicks open the gate to get us into the entryway for the safe when there is a loud echoing BOOM! A guard fires a shotgun blast directly into Monkey's chest, knocking him back into me. I sidestep and let him fall to the floor before firing three quick rounds into the guard. Damn it! This just got messy, I mutter under my breath. I look down at Monkey. He doesn't seem to be responsive. Shit. I can't remember what I'm supposed to do if one of us goes down. So I leave him and make my way into the vault. There's still a deposit box waiting for me. I scan the wall of security boxes for box number 27. I locate the box and shakily insert the key to open it. There's a heavy bag inside that I dump into my duffel. I toss the key to the side and move back to the gated storage where the bills are kept. Monkey's there already working on the lock to get us in. He's hunched over the lock ear to the door, and working on the mechanism. There's a clunk, and the door swings inwards as Wolf and Raven shoulder me aside. They pull out their own duffels, grunting in excitement. Monkey and I do the same. Wait. No, that's crazy. We fill our bags to the brim with as much cash as we can carry. It's a few minutes of honest work before we step back up to the door. Raven has drawn a symbol on the center of the vault in blood, so they are the last to leave. I stand at the door, wondering why the symbol looks so familiar. Then Monkey's hands pull me away from the door, over the corpse of the guard, and past where Monkey should be laying dead on the ground. Am I going crazy? He isn't even bleeding. I chalk it up to nerves. We move back into the lobby with full duffels. Fox and Rat are still watching everyone. We toss them each a bag and I say, Come on, let's go. They growl in response. As we are making our hasty exits, Wolf turns around and lets out a howl. It's blood-curdling, hair-raising, and not human. Okay. Maybe they're just going a little overboard with getting into character with the animal masks. Whose idea was it anyways? Our van pulls up the gravel driveway of an almost abandoned looking cottage. The woods surrounding it seem to be off, like they are alive, like they are aware, like they are watching. A shiver runs down my spine at the thought, is that something hanging in the trees? No, that can't be. That'd be too weird. Everyone grabs a duffel, 
Rat throws me one. No one is wearing a mask anymore, but I wish they still were. Their faces are not human. It's like they never removed their masks. I turn and walk towards the cottage. I'm seeing things. I'm seeing things. I'm seeing things. I tell myself over and over. As I continue on up the path, little lights flicker on. They sputter out when I move on. The lights don't react to my companions. Damn, how long is this path? I need to sit down. Finally, I'm through the door. I'm walking down a hallway. The walls are lined with masks. Some are animals. Some are old masks, painted red with white eyes. As I near the end of the hallway, the masks change. They grow more realistic. A skinned goat head. A lion head. A dog. A person. More people's faces. So many masks. Some I recognize, but I can't place them. I leave that awful hallway. I hadn't noticed that I was shaking. My knuckles are white-knuckled around the handle of the duffel. In this room, there's nothing except a large, stained, and worn workbench. A figure stands hunched over the workbench. Their hands move over a body atop it. A cloth covers everything but the body's face, or where the face should be. It's been peeled away and draped over a wooden bowl. I can hear moaning. Then the figure standing at the workbench turns and throws back their hood. It's my face. But the skin around the eyes is sagging. The forehead is peeling away from their wiry hairline. They reach up and put their fingers into the mouth. My mouth. Drawing the lips. My lips. Into a big, uneven smile. I jolt awake. Shaking, shivering, and sweating. There's no way that could have been real. It was a dream. I've been having a lot of strange dreams recently. But this one was the worst. Groggily, I rub my eyes and go to the kitchen to start my morning cup of coffee. I press start and head to the bathroom to take a shower. I have a raging headache. What was I doing last night? I can't remember. Huh. Too much to drink? On my way to the bathroom, I click on the TV to the news. Might as well see what depressing story the world has for us today. I leave it running and head to the shower. The lights would be too bright, so I don't bother turning them on. The shower doesn't help with the headache. The water feels like it's burning my skin. I get out and don't bother with a towel. The coffee pot dings. Ah, yes. I go and pour myself a cup. My stomach drops. The TV is still running the news. They are reporting on a bank robbery that happened yesterday. A bank robbery in which one of the security guards was shot three times. The security cameras show the robbers moving around inside of the bank. One in a raven mask. 
one in a monkey mask, one in a rat mask, one in a wolf mask, one in a fox mask, and one wearing a white sack over their head, the sack stained a dark red. The mug shatters against the floor. I don't even feel the burning hot coffee splash against my bare legs. I fumble with the door to the bathroom and slap the lights on. The steam on the mirror is fading. I can see my face. Or should I say, where my face should be. It looks like it's been removed. I scream. The end. Hello everyone, and welcome back to another episode of I'll Tell You a Tale. I'm one of your hosts, Nathan Westoff. And I'm Alex. And today we are telling stories like we always do. Uh, I believe Alex has a story idea fleshed out, or at least prepared for us to talk about. Uh, If you want to go ahead and just... So the the prompt for today's episode is going to be you've been having these dreams or you had a dream and it is so incredibly vivid and then you wake up and you realize the dream was real. That's about as much of the prompt as I have. I've left it very blank so that we can be as creative as we want during the episode. So... Awesome, yeah, and uh, it's, uh, I think writing about dreams is is interesting, uh, like, my, whenever I'm feeling good, like, uh, I get a lot of work done, and I am well exercised, and, like, I go to bed when I'm tired, and I wake up uh, after a good amount of sleep, I don't ever really, like, remember my dreams. It's only, like, when I'm, like, working, like, three 12-hour shifts in a row and eating pretty much straight garbage and, like, don't even realize what time of day it is anymore that I go to sleep and, like, have the most vivid, like, crazy dreams. So, like, maybe, like, that is something that we can, like, Like, you start having these crazy dreams and, like, the protagonist or the the main character, like, is, like, sleep-deprived or something. So, like, maybe, like, their grasp on reality isn't that great, so it makes the dreams seem even more real than they are or they might be if they were, like, in a good headspace. Yeah, I like that because I, I too have noticed that the more tired you are, the more vivid your dreams are. And I don't know if that really, I've never really looked into it, but it might play into your REM cycle and you're more, I don't know, you spend more time because you're sleeping harder, so you're dreaming more. But I do like that. So he's sleep deprived, Mark is sleep deprived or exhausted. Um, Should we come up with what, 
Should we come up with how he realizes the dream is real, or should we come up with what the dream is first? Um, I think I was just about to say something, and then as I was thinking, I like contradicted myself. I think it's like where it's an interesting position because you almost you almost want like both ideas to come at the same time because like the content of the dream could be how he realizes something is wrong or unless like is it is it going to be like a nightmare or is it going to be like a dream that's like so good that he or that they wake up and realize something is missing that they like they lost something upon waking up i was kind of leaning more towards a nightmare and i like how you put it because it could if he has a dream where he's getting chased and falls down and scratches his arm and when he wakes up wakes up he has that scratch on his arm i was also kind of dabbling with the thought of he, Mark, is, there's something crazy going on and they're taking pictures of it on their phone. And then when they wake up, they're like, oh, that was so crazy and vivid. And then they check their phone and the pictures are there. So I guess it does depend on what the dream is as to how they find out about it. I do, I do like, I think... Or in thinking about that, we could do like a, a sort of staggered reveal. So maybe there's like something that like something that like comes up on his phone or something like that, and then like, uh, so like maybe maybe he like finds a phone or it, like like he like wakes up and he checks his phone and he has like a missed call from an unknown number or something like that or like uh there's there's like a a text message from somebody that he knows and it's like hey like did you see in the news this happened or something like that and it like ties back to the dream he's like that's weird and then he like is disoriented and like gets up out of bed and like stumbles to the bathroom and like goes to throw water in his face and he's just got this like massive gash in his forehead or something like that and so like that that would be like a staggered sort of uh final act and like you drop out on the note of like oh and there's a hole in my head i like that because it could and and maybe he's doesn't want to admit that the dream is real at first and so he wakes up and while he was taking the pictures of this crazy thing that was happening, then for some reason he had to run away. And when he was running, he went through some bushes and got a scratch on his arm. And when he wakes up, he has that scratch and he's just gonna play it off like, oh, it's a coincidence. I think I got this at work yesterday. And just because I, I knew it was there, I'm gonna say that's why it was in my dream because it was something that happened to me my subconscious was playing on that. And then like a friend calls or he gets a notification to back up his photos to the cloud or... I like how it would have multiple things because at first, you know, you, you always have that 
holy cow, that was a really vivid dream, but it wasn't real. And I've been one to check, like roll over and like get up and check, look through the house and make sure I'm actually where I think I am or check your phone or go check in the guest bedroom to see like who's came over or what. Like there's always that moment where you're like, I need to, to verify that this was actually a dream. But if it's a bad dream, you don't want to verify that because if it is true, then you're living your own nightmare and that's terrifying. Yeah, so there's like the hands, like he's like, oh yeah, there's a cut on my arm. I, I had that before and then like hand shaking, picks up the phone. There's a message on it. Back up your photos. It's like, oh, I don't want to do that. He like goes... And like something else happens, and he is is very trepidatious to like confirm that it's actually real because he just has this nagging suspicion that it is. Yeah, and and maybe his friend calls. So Marquette calls Mark and says, "Oh my gosh, you need to check the news. This is crazy. I can't believe it's happening." And he turns the TV on, and sees what was in his dream, and then at that point. He picks up his phone and opens up the photos and boom. Yeah, there it is. And then fade to black. I think, yeah, I think that that should definitely be the some, some combination of those, that staggering like event to end it for sure. But... And those are like the things that he checks. So now if we like circle back to like what is he dreaming about? It's we gonna be like a nightmare. This is kinda like a are we are we shooting for like a sort of like thriller or sort of like a horror story? Like what kind of nightmare it does he have? Is like is it sort of more psychological or is it like him having an encounter with an entity of sorts. I feel like a lot of the things that we write tend to be a little bit kind of thriller just because there's something to be desired for suspenseful stuff. Um, so I think we should go with horror, but I think it should be something that he's involved in. Like something that like, Like, maybe he's being, like, it's, like, something that he would never do normally, but, like, in the dream, it's just, like, he's just doing it. Yeah. He realizes that it's a dream, so he's going along with it. Oh, he's gonna, like, come to the realization, like, mid-dream that, like, oh, I'm dreaming. Yeah. I just have to get out of it. Like, one of those, like, maybe... I don't know, maybe he could be at the bank and the bank is getting robbed and then one of the gunmen, he trips him. When he realizes that it's a dream, he tackles the gunman and takes the mask and ties the gunman up and takes his gun 
and then proceeds to help rob the bank. But that wouldn't be too much horror, unless he starts shooting people. Yeah, it's more of like... It's interesting to do horror, like, like, uh, if it's, if it's, if we're leaning away from, like, the thrilling anticipation and you're more, like, going on to, like, sort of, like, just, like, gut-wrenching, like, this is wrong. It might be something like uh, I'm just drawing a blank. I'm now I'm like thinking about the bank robbery and all that stuff. Yeah, like, yeah, I'm really hung up on the bank robbery, and I'm I guess I'm horrible at writing horror, but so so let's stick. So we both are stuck on the bank. So let's stick with that. Um, I'm kind of picturing like in the Batman movie when the Joker robs the bank and they're all wearing the masks. So there's a group of people like that, and they all have masks. He realizes that it's a dream. He takes down one of the gunmen, takes the the mask and the gun, and then proceeds to help rob the bank. But maybe it starts to go wrong, and they have they have to shoot their way out, and they end up killing a hostage. And then something traumatic would have to happen in the escape as well. But if we are going with the bank robbing, when he wakes up and then checks the news and sees the scrape on his arm and looks at the photos in his phone, then he goes into the kitchen and finds a bag full of money and then, boom, fades to black. Yeah. And so I I like that idea. I like the idea of him being like a part of this bank robbery. But if we do want to go back to the horror aspect, I like like if so like the let's say the dream starts out and it's him in like the the heist van and uh all of like the people or the are there and they're wearing these masks and they're like sort of like uh they're either like animal masks or like demon masks and uh he's wearing one too uh and they're like he like goes into this or they like go through like the bank robbery and it's kind of like that the opening to the batman movie the like the just kind of like your standard like everything's happening things are going there and then stuff starts to go wrong and uh he like uh let's say like the security guard like knocks the mask off one of the uh other robber's face and it's like a demon mask or or like a wolf mask or something and then like you get a look at the thing that's underneath the mask and it's not human and then he like he's there and he sees that and is like wait what am i dreaming and like then he like he checks and makes sure okay i'm wearing a mask am i human and he like he doesn't know why he doesn't know like what's going on um 
but like that image of whatever is underneath the mask is like burned into his face like it was burned into his head and then like he he continues going on with the the bank robbery and he's seeing the other people in the mask and he's like are they this thing too am am i one of these things and like that's how he could stray back into like horror and then like uh he like when he wakes up he sees like a a news notification of like a bank robbery that's happened and he is like what that's crazy and then he like finds the money or he finds like the the bags of money or something like that and he like he open he finds like multiple bags and he opens one and it's money and he opens another one and it's the head of the monster I like that. I like the the monster under the mask. Because um, we could even play into maybe the security guard kills, shoots one of them, and then the rest of the group kills the security guard. Uh, and then as he's walking past the body, then he, like, the mask comes up. And he sees the demonic face or whatever. And he's like, that's so weird because he got a mask. But the person underneath the mask that he got was human, presumably. Or maybe it wasn't. Yeah, it's one of like the, the weird things about doing horrors. Like how much do you specify and how much do you leave vague and i think leaving things vague and tip like letting someone else do the imagination you come up with things that are scarier than like it was a demon than like his face was twisted and gnarled and covered in shadow or something like that Okay, so maybe instead of him joining in with the bank robbery, when the dream starts, because you never remember how a dream begins. So when the dream starts, he's part of the bank robbery. That would get rid of we, whether or not, because like I think if you were to take over, if you were to beat up the bank robber and see that there's like a demon face underneath the mask, that would be a little extra. But if you see it on passing on the guy... So, like, if he just starts out as part of the bank robbery and then slowly he sees that one guy take a bullet, fall down, and then he sees the demon face underneath, but then the guy gets back up. So, we could play into... He's he's discovering, like, okay, this guy's got a demon face. And then maybe after he takes a bullet, like, he'll get back up. Or maybe he stays down. Um, but then he starts to realize now that he's paying attention, the other robbers don't communicate in English. It's grunts and growls and snarls and, like, animal-type noises. Yeah. I do, I do like that idea because I was thinking kind of like like maybe um, the whatever like the the robber that gets shot maybe has like a line of dialogue with him before he gets shot and then he's like shot and dead and he's like there's no 
like he sounded like just like a normal guy but i do like the idea of if he's gonna get back up then like they don't talk they're just like like the if if it is like a bank robbery the the initial part makes sense that they wouldn't have the need for communication because they have everything planned out but then once things start to get a little bit different they start trying to communicate a little bit or maybe he like asks a question and like they're not people they don't talk yeah and then in the beginning when when you picture the bank robbery in the movies right they, the group walks in they all have the guns they fire a shot off up into the air and then they yell on the ground like get get on the ground hands where i can see him let me see your phones like don't hit the panic button. Give me all the money. Get me to the safe. That type of stuff. Maybe the person, the person who's saying that, is Mark. So Mark is the only one that talks, and Mark is the only one. He doesn't hear anybody else. They're just, he's leading this thing, right? He's the boss man of this. And then after he sees the face, then he starts listening because he can see them, like kind of like body language, like they're talking to each other. And so when he listens. It's grunts and growls and snarls, and it's like this demonic-sounding language. It's not English. Yeah. And then, like, you could also do, like, the idea of, like, oh, he thinks, at the beginning, he thinks he's in charge of the dream because he's the one, he's the voice. And then at that, once all this starts going down, he realizes that, He's not in charge at all. They just brought him because they need a voice. They need someone to talk to the hostages. So he's like trapped. Yep. And then we could... We could even go into... Once the robbery is complete and they're in the getaway car and they go to this abandoned warehouse... And when they get to the abandoned warehouse, we we could make it even more horror to where they walk in and there's blood smeared on the ground and there's like sacrifice altars with goats and the stars are drawn, the pentagrams are drawn on things and there's like goat head statues yeah and so like the i like the idea of it progressively so like when we start off the story i don't like it's it's gonna start with the bank robbery right like it's not gonna like exclusively say oh i'm falling asleep i'm dreaming and now suddenly i'm like robbing this bank it's like it starts off with the bank robbery but you don't you don't necessarily know it's a dream and maybe the the narrator mark doesn't realize that it's a dream but like we slowly kind of hint at it and like you know how like when you're dreaming sometimes like you'll just know something like you're like i have to do this i know it like i know that i have to do this i don't know why i have to do it but i know that i do and so like he kind of knows that he he knows what to say he knows i'm like doing this and then as like things slowly start to go like strange the audience of the story is kind of wondering well like is this what is this is this like like what's going on 
he's like he has to do this why does he have to do it are these creatures uh are these creatures real what are they like what kind of world is this story set in and just gets weirder and weirder and weirder and then he wakes up and he's dreaming and you're like oh okay it was just a dream and then you get that secondhand twist of but it wasn't yeah i really like that i really like that and i do think we should start just with the bank robbery not saying it's a dream not saying he's falling asleep and then he wakes up and he's robbing the bank like just he walks in the door fires off the warning shot and says hands on the ground hands where i can see him uh phones where i can see him and then like proceeds to rob the bank things start to get weird and then in dreams you don't necessarily have like if if you were having a dream where you're robbing a bank, at least if I were, you wouldn't have a vivid recollection of how you got from one place to another. So maybe the escape car isn't super vital. So they finish robbing the bank and then boom, they're walking into this abandoned warehouse and he just is like, huh, this must be the like the rendezvous point where we're supposed to drop off all the cash or meet with the guy who's in charge. And he's starting to get creeped out. And that's when things get really, really progressively weirder and weirder and weirder. And then, yeah, I don't know. You could end it with like, he walks in and puts the bag the duffel bag on the table and realizes that it's a sacrifice altar and everybody takes their masks off and they make a circle around him and then like I don't know you could make it get really really weird yeah. and dark from there I think I think some of that is like we could talk about it a lot but a lot of that is probably going to come out in the writing process for sure and like you said with horror you want to leave it all up to the reader so you don't want to be too specific yeah, i think for sure there are like there's some like style like there are those beats that we want to hit of like uh things getting progressively weirder and weirder and then there's like some stylistic things that we want to make sure come across right like i think I think that you can play off the transition between scenes as just that, like, it's it's just sort of like a part of how the story is written in the same way that a movie cuts, the story cuts from the bank to this scene. And then when you're looking back at it, it's like, oh, well, that makes sense. In a dream, you kind of jump around a little bit. So, like, those are like stylistic things we want to keep in mind when we're writing but then a lot of like the how dark it's gonna go and how how when is a good point for him to wake up is something that like you'll feel more than like be able to say this is right now this is what it's gonna be like
But I like the I like the slow realization that he's in this horror scenario surrounded by cultists or disfigured people that don't even speak in any language that he's ever heard of and then that's like one realization and then maybe when they get back to the warehouse he sees that hey everybody's carrying these really big like rune covered daggers that look super ceremonial and uh when did that happen Or like at at some point they, yeah, at some point they should transition from, I think when they get back to the warehouse, they should transition from wearing the ski masks to wearing a big hood that envelops their face in shadows. Yeah. And so maybe you don't even like, maybe, maybe when the, the, guy gets shot it's like you don't even see that something is wrong you just like like everything the chaos of the bank robbery is happening and the guy gets shot and he goes down and uh then uh mark kind of like freaks out or like maybe even mark uh like goes over and shoots the security guard and then like he like turns his back and it's like trying to calm the crowd and then the uh, robber, like, gets back up. And, like, the other robbers, like, don't make a big deal about it. But Mark's like, wait, like, didn't you get shot? And, like, then you don't know till they get back that they actually start changing. Yeah, and it would be interesting. So maybe, because there needs to be some, so maybe there's not a face reveal when he gets shot. But maybe there's some distinguishing factor between the other bank robbers. Like maybe they're all wearing different color hoodies. So like green hoodie gets shot. And then all of a sudden when they're standing there getting ready to get into the safe, green hoodie is standing next to me. And there's a bullet hole. That's weird. Maybe he has a vest on. And then... Mark could like check himself and say like, do I have a vest? And he's like, no, I don't have a vest. Huh? That's weird. Yeah. And like, I think it'd be interesting to like, so like when you're dreaming, like you like know who people are like most of the time, like it, like, you know, like, I don't know how I know this person, but I do know them. And so like, maybe like that's that distinguishing factor is like, he just calls them the color of their thing. So like, and he's just he just is like, oh, red gets shot. They go down. Green rushes over and does this, and then like, uh, oh, just brain farted. I just died a little inside my head. I don't know where I was going, but yeah, they, like he has like code names for them, and like, so oh, they it keeps it from becoming like just this list of names that like you have to remember. And so it's like, Oh, Josh goes down and Jim rushes over and then it comes up and you see Josh again. And you're like, wait, didn't Josh get shot? But if it's like red got shot and then red stands back up, you're like, it's a little easier to distinguish that 
than if it was just like some generic name so we just rolled out yeah and we could kind of establish um like when they when they initially start robbing the bank uh he'll say as he walks in he fires off his warning shot gives his commands and then green hoodie runs over to the clerk red hoodie runs over to the offices uh, blue hoodie goes back to the safe orange hoodie goes goes back and takes care of the security guard like to establish that there's the difference between the guys and like there's that many guys <clears throat> and then that way the reader knows okay so everybody's wearing a different color and then oh red gets shot uh, but then when you're standing at the safe red is the one who opens the door that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. I think, like, the, um, like, it, it makes more sense if you leave it more vague. So, like, like, red could be a code name so that, like, you don't get overheard and, like, people don't know who you are. But if you're, like, describe, like, if you, like, say red hoodie every time, then it's kind of like, why is, why don't you just. Like, I think that, like, leads uh, to giving up that it's a dream a little sooner. Yeah. Yeah, and you could always just, like, as as the introduction of, okay, there's the five guys. This guy has a red hoodie, blue hoodie, green hoodie, whatever, whatever, whatever. But then after that, just refer to them as the color. So, like, green wrestles the clerk over the counter red gets shot yeah i do really like that or it's like yeah they, they ha- the, there's like something about them like one of them has like a a green bandana or something or like a and maybe it's not like they're all wearing hoodies but like yeah there's there's something about them that is described in the beginning and then from then from then on they're just referred to by a color yeah and then it kind of makes sense you're like oh I know that this is the guy that has the green mask. Or if you're going with your color mask, with your animal masks, that would be another good way to do it too. Because who really pictures, like you picture bank robbers, they're all wearing black. Like you don't have everybody wearing different color sweaters robbing the bank. Raven runs Uh, here. Yep. Horse, cow, pig clown i like that better i like that way better than the colors granted the code names would be cooler if it was just green red blue but pig is not a very cool code name but it makes sense yeah. if you're wearing I a bet, pig and you could you could come up with with name with animals like like raven works uh you could do like fox like get away with like there are a fuck ton of animals we could figure stuff that that works as code names yeah raven fox wolf um monkey (laughs) i feel like just for the meme aspect monkey has to be one but you have to say it like they say it on tiktok monkey i'm a fan uh, okay, so we have it's a dream. He's that we don't know is a dream. 
where there's a bank robber a bank robbery going on then things slowly start going awry one of the robbers goes down and you as the, the mark and the audience who's reading or listening to the story assumes that they're dead and then a paragraph later they come back into the story and they're like right beside you cracking into the vault things keep kind of slowly going wrong or going just slightly weird there's maybe some weird transitions in gaps in time that take place and suddenly you're at the end of the dream things are going very wrong you realize it's a dream you wake up it's fine breathing hard i'm okay i'm in my apartment i'm in my house i look at my phone there's a news notification a bank robbery has just taken place So I just had a thought pop into my head. So warehouses are creepy, but you know what's even more creepy? And in every good scary movie, a house in the middle of the woods. So they pop up into the this in front of the house in the middle of the woods. And then they could have some creepy stuff going on outside, like baby doll heads hanging from the trees. And like not, it's like obviously there's not a normal cabin and then when he looks around all of the people who had the masks on they're animal masks but they're no longer wearing masks but they're actually have horse head raven head fox wolf monkey like it's not a mask anymore but they still have that head and then you go into the house and there's someone with a hood up uh, maybe doing something on a table and they turn around and they're wearing a mask that's your face. Yeah. And then he wakes up. That's... Yeah, that seems pretty creepy. Yeah. And then... So then... Then if we're like... We're looking for the staggered reveal that it's a dream. He wakes up. He checks his phone. Notification. Bank robbery. That's crazy. He like, he goes about whatever. And then when he looks in the mirror, he doesn't see like an injury. He sees like, like a, a blank face, like, like his, they, they, the thing or whatever is there that's wearing his face. Like they actually took his face. And so like he wakes up and he's like, oh, it's just a dream. Right. Oh, there's a bank robbery but I'm, I'm in my apartment, I'm fine, like, and he, like, goes and looks, and he's like, and then I don't have a face. Yeah, or he could go out into the kitchen to get a cup of coffee, and on the counter is sitting a mask with his face, because at no point in time do we ever distinguish what mask he's wearing, so maybe, like, he finds a mask, or... Or maybe he, he, maybe he gets a phone call and like the caller ID pops up and you know how you can set a picture. The picture is of someone wearing his face mask. The mask that's his face. Would that be a little I bit think, too much? I think it's, we, we can do as little as, as little or as 
much as we want. And if uh, we can take a look at it, or we write it, if it feels wrong, edit it back, change it a little bit. Just having put the ideas out there doesn't mean that it's necessarily going to be the story. That's kind of what the whole podcast is for, is just getting the ideas out there. Well, I have, I'm... I have this story in my mind, and it's getting ready to fall out of my writing hand. So, if you have anything else to add, I think, uh, yeah, I think if if the if we have primed the pump, so to speak, the best thing to do is take advantage of that momentum. We can go ahead and wrap up um, with uh, the podcast. We'll move on to our recommendations. Do you, do you have anything that you wanted to recommend? I, I I threw it over to you because I was completely drawing a blank. Um, did we ever... Do you know if we ever recommended the Drizzt... I think we must have recommended Drizzt a word, and I was just thinking from our last episode, all the D&D talk got into my uh, mind. Actually, I know what I'll recommend. Uh, a little off uh, brand from this story a little more related to the role-playing uh tabletop role-playing uh theme of our last episode i'm going to recommend a podcast i'm going to recommend the neo scum podcast um and the neo scum podcast uh if you're listening to this podcast and i've never heard of it wow uh i feel honored because they are much bigger than we are but it is a role-playing podcast uh, where they play, uh, oh god, I've just drawn a blank, Shadowrun. They play Shadowrun. It's kind of uh, a fantasy and uh, like a dark future 2077 kind of cyberpunk fantasy. There's magic has been reawoken, but the that's the setting of like the role-playing game what you're really there for is the cast of characters it's a bunch of chicago improvisers um who just play and they get into all sorts of hijinks there's a um an elf who is a kleptomaniac and a, a wizard who uh plays a wizard on a kid's tv show and uh cyborg decker a hacker guy who's forgotten about his past and they all drive around in this guy's truck he, the fourth character is a truck driver who knows all the future truckers and it's just like some good jokes to be had some good laughs to be had so if you're looking for anything to just kind of get you through get you some good laughs cut some of this horror that we've just introduced into your life out uh, go ahead and check out the Neo Scum podcast. Uh, and that'll be my recommendation. So I am unsure if we have recommended this already, but I think it does deserve to be recommended twice. It's the Sandman Slim series by Richard Cadry. It is, and it's it's such, it's kind of all over the place, but it's this guy is a wizard or partakes in the magic group and then he gets conned into getting sent down into hell and he ends up fighting in this gladiatorial pit and gets super strong from 
getting beat up all the time in hell and then ends up coming back and it's kind of about his adventures between with different deities and different magical communities and he's kind of this badass that has been to hell and back and people are scared of him and it's a really good book you'll have to check it out yeah the sandman slim it's a whole series i think i've listened to the audiobooks the first couple of them at least for sure big fan uh with those being our recommendations we can kind of jump over keep the momentum rolling so we can get started writing that uh we'll run through our plugs real quick uh if you guys don't follow us on twitter uh go ahead and give us a follow uh at i-t-y-a tale you can also find uh written copies of our stories on our website uh at uh, www.ityatale.com you can always email any suggestions or just shoot us some uh, words in an email at uh, ityatale at gmail.com and uh, leave us a review on iTunes. Um, If you leave us a review, uh, you can also leave us in the comment for the review a suggestion of a prompt um, because we want to start ending our episodes with prompts for what our next story is going to be about. Um, and if you leave us a review, uh, maybe it'll make it into an episode and we'll write a story about a prompt that you give us. Also, check us out on Reddit. We have a, a subreddit up and going now. It's also ITYATale. Uh, feel free. I've been posting up our written stories on there so that you can read them. A link to our website. Go ahead and comment. Leave a post. If you heard one of our prompts and you had the story just exploding out of you that you wanted to share, feel free to share it on our page or if there's a prompt that you'd like us to explore or whatever. Yeah, uh, definitely check out the Reddit scene. Uh, Love to read your guys' stories or listen to or read your prompts or anything like that. Um, We're here for it. And with that being said... Uh, our next episode uh, tune in for the prompt that we have is uh, we're going to write a story about mountains thanks so much for listening guys I've been Nathan and I'm Alex and uh, we hope you have a great day enjoy the story mask I adjust my mask and walk into the building As I enter, I fire a shot into the air and yell, Everybody down! Hands and phones where I can see them! The one in the raven mask sprints over to the clerk's desk and grabs him by the collar of the shirt. In one fluid motion, he pulls them over the counter and slams them onto the ground. Then, vaulting over the counter, he begins emptying out the till. The one in the wolf mask dashes past the desk and deeper into the bank. The fox and the rat begin to round up the phones and keep everyone down. Meanwhile, the monkey mask and I begin to make our way back to where the safe is. The monkey kicks open the gate to get us into the entryway for the safe when there is a loud echoing BOOM. A guard fires a shotgun blast directly into monkey's chest, knocking him back into me. I sidestep and let him fall to the floor before firing three quick rounds into the guard.
Damn it. This just got messy, I mutter under my breath. I look down at Monkey. He doesn't seem to be responsive. Shit. I can't remember what I'm supposed to do if one of us goes down. So I leave him and make my way into the vault. There's still a deposit box waiting for me. I scan the wall of security boxes for box number 27. I locate the box and shakily insert the key to open it. There's a heavy bag inside that I dump into my duffel. I toss the key to the side and move back to the gated storage where the bills are kept. Monkey's there already working on a lock to get us in. He's hunched over the lock, ear to the door, and working on the mechanism. There's a clunk, and the door swings inwards as Wolf and Raven shoulder me aside. They pull out their own duffels, grunting in excitement. Monkey and I do the same. Wait. No, that's crazy. We fill our bags to the brim with as much cash as we can carry. It's a few minutes of honest work before we step back up to the door. Raven has drawn a symbol on the center of the vault in blood, so they are the last to leave. I stand at the door, wondering why the symbol looks so familiar. Then Monkey's hands pull me away from the door, over the corpse of the guard and past where Monkey should be laying dead on the ground. Am I going crazy? He isn't even bleeding. I chalk it up to nerves. We move back into the lobby with full duffels. Fox and Rat are still watching everyone. We toss them each a bag and I say, Come on, let's go. They growl in response. As we are making our hasty exits, Wolf turns around and lets out a howl. It's blood-curdling, hair-raising, and not human. Okay, maybe they're just going a little overboard with getting into character with the animal masks. Whose idea was it anyways? Our van pulls up the gravel driveway of an almost abandoned looking cottage. The woods surrounding it seem to be off, like they are alive, like they are aware, like they are watching. A shiver runs down my spine at the thought, is that something hanging in the trees? No, that can't be. That'd be too weird. Everyone grabs a duffel. Rat throws me one. No one is wearing a mask anymore, but I wish they still were. Their faces are not human. It's like they never removed their masks. I turn and walk towards the cottage. I'm seeing things. I'm seeing things. I'm seeing things. I tell myself over and over. As I continue on up the path, little lights flicker on. They sputter out when I move on. The lights don't react to my companions. Damn, how long is this path? I need to sit down. Finally, I'm through the door. I'm walking down a hallway. The walls are lined with masks. Some are animals. Some are old masks, painted red with white eyes. As I near the end of the hallway, the masks change. They grow more realistic. A skinned goat head. 
a lion head, a dog, a person, more people's faces, so many masks, some I recognize, but I can't place them. I leave that awful hallway. I hadn't noticed that I was shaking. My knuckles are white knuckled around the handle of the duffel. In this room, there's nothing except a large, stained, and worn workbench. A figure stands hunched over the workbench. Their hands move over a body atop it. A cloth covers everything but the body's face, or where the face should be. It's been peeled away and draped over a wooden bowl. I can hear moaning. Then the figure standing at the workbench turns and throws back their hood. It's my face. But the skin around the eyes is sagging. The forehead is peeling away from their wiry hairline. They reach up and put their fingers into the mouth, my mouth, drawing the lips, my lips, into a big, uneven smile. I jolt awake, shaking, shivering, and sweating. There's no way that could have been real. It was a dream. I've been having a lot of strange dreams recently, but this one was the worst. Groggily, I rub my eyes and go to the kitchen to start my morning cup of coffee. I press start and head to the bathroom to take a shower. I have a raging headache. What was I doing last night? I can't remember. Huh. Too much to drink? On my way to the bathroom, I click on the TV to the news. Might as well see what depressing story the world has for us today. I leave it running and head to the shower. The lights would be too bright, so I don't bother turning them on. The shower doesn't help with the headache. The water feels like it's burning my skin. I get out and don't bother with a towel. The coffee pot dings. Ah, yes. I go and pour myself a cup. My stomach drops. The TV is still running the news. They were reporting on a bank robbery that happened yesterday. A bank robbery in which one of the security guards was shot three times. The security cameras show the robbers moving around inside of the bank. One in a raven mask. One in a monkey mask. One in a rat mask. One in a wolf mask. One in a fox mask. And one wearing a white sack over their head. The sack stained a dark red. The mug shatters against the floor. I don't even feel the burning hot coffee splash against my bare legs. I fumble with the door to the bathroom and slap the lights on. The steam on the mirror is fading. I can see my face. Or should I say, where my face should be. It looks like it's been removed. I scream. The end.
you changed. 